0: Hello, everyone, and good morning. Welcome to our live feed update for March 13th. I'm your host, Turn Armstrong, and with me today is Puya. How are you doing, Puya?
1: I am doing well. I woke up early, did my catch-ups, then did more catch-ups, then did catch-ups leading up to this till like three minutes ago. So mm-hmm. action-packed as always, Friday mornings are, and I'm excited to break all of it down with you right here.
0: Yes, we are here to update you on everything that happened yesterday on the Big Brother Canada 8 live feeds. It was day 13 in the house, uh, and we are a bit late. I do apologize for that, but there was some late-breaking stuff, I guess, going on in the house, uh, but not the exciting kind. Um, there's uh, there's some, you know, it's, we, we, we just can't escape the controversial people in the house, I guess, here, um, but... Uh, I want I want to start start off by trying to explain because there's been a lot of stuff happening this morning uh so we're gonna try and get this the story straight here with what we were trying to make sure we got right before we started uh the show today um so uh last night jamar was having a conversation with uh with Angie in front of Hira and uh and min about a Comment that uh, that Carol had made that uh, she says it was a joke that uh, she had said that where she's from, uh, you know, the cops would be all over Jamar. Um, and he did not appreciate that comment slash what she calls a joke um, and was talking to Angie about it. They're kind of going over like the merits of like, should he have said something in the moment? Uh, what would that have been like? Jamar's like, I don't know if I could have said anything without popping off. Um, and Angie was like, I probably would have said something. Uh, and you know, they, they also talk about, she probably didn't mean anything by it. They're not trying to make her out to be a racist. They say that explicitly. Um, Angie says it's not OK, but, you know, it's just these things happen sometimes. Um, and uh, and it, it was a bad joke, but they're not saying that she's a racist. So they have this conversation. They're just talking about it, uh, trying to figure it out amongst themselves. Um But where it gets taken to the the next step here is that uh, because Min was there and uh, we know that Min is not a fan of Angie. um, This morning, Min went to Carol and uh, well, not just this morning, later, later that night, she went to Vanessa and said, uh, I'm so pissed at Angie right now. She's trying to make Carol out to be a racist. She's such a little Yeah, uh and that is definitely a a highly mischaracterized version of uh of that conversation yeah
1: yeah i mean there's a couple layers here so what um carol said was not okay Mm -hmm. most definitely not okay i just want to say that up front i think we all agree and the thing is when it happens and this comment is said we go to the person it was said about so we go to Jamar, and then obviously, if we're talking about uh, this, was a comment made about a specific people of color. Then Angie's also there, Sheldon's also there. Jamar chose not to take this as a racially charged comment. He took it as a misunderstanding. It's fine, we'll move. Angie also kind of had feelings about it, but they both agreed table it. It It was like a slip of a tongue kind of thing. No big deal. But then the other layer that comes in is that men. Uh, is looking for ways to have Angie be in situations. And Min will take this information that is not hers. It has nothing to do with her. This isn't even, like, she just happens to be in the vicinity when this conversation's happening, and chooses to use it to kind of fuel some kind of friction between Angie and Carol and Jamar, and, like, have this be a thing. And I have, if, like, that she was successful in doing that, because This whole morning, the entire center of all the conversations has been this comment and the aftermath of it and what we're dealing with right now.
0: Yes. So this morning, Min uh, sat Carol down. And she said, uh, hey, Carol, there was this whole situation and uh, and basically Angie is trying to make you out to be a racist. She says uh, Angie strikes me as a social justice warrior type. And you know what? It was a funny joke because Jamar talks about gang, 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 gang all the time. He talks about how he works in construction and just the way he handles himself like you were right to make that joke it was funny um and she says I hate when people get offended like that this is just like uh this I can't believe Angie is doing this um and so uh that prompted Carol to realize well I messed up uh and so she went and apologized to Jamar she apologized to Sheldon um and uh you know I, I I'm not going to say that these were great apologies. Cause I don't think they were. Uh, but Sheldon was basically like, uh, Hey, whatever. You don't need to apologize to me. I don't care. Um, Jamar still, I think felt a little bit hurt by it. Um, but uh but again he's he says like I'm not trying to say that you're a racist I'm not trying to make it out like that at all um but yes this uh basically min is is continuing she's not really dropping this she's not really letting this go um and so she's continuing to try to fuel this fire um uh the, for throughout the the morning here
1: yeah and um so jamar doesn't take these comments lightly. And definitely you can tell it has some sort of impact on him. He's talked about how, you know, he drives a BMW and people look at him and just assume because he's driving a good car he might be like a drug dealer. Like the negative connotations that come with the race he was born into, which is not okay. And for Min to kind of push all this, because like Min does Min kind of has had this is like part of Min's game where she'll take information and try and like cause rifts with it. And that's all well and good, but then when an issue like this is being used to try and cause rifts with, that's not okay. And what she was saying to Carol is not cool. And obviously Carol's comments were definitely not cool and her apologies, even when she was talking to Angie afterwards, it's like I think she really doesn't want to be painted by this light, but I also don't think she completely gets what Mm -hmm. she said and the impact it might have
0: still. So
1: there's a lot of stuff going on there
0: (laughs) yeah yeah uh unfortunately this isn't even the first incident with with min either where uh min had in in a couple of days ago called jamar ghetto and he said that was an ignorant comment and she said no it's not um like it, it it appears that there is some sort of uh, with min she there's a lot of things that she's apparently is not understanding about this situation um, and uh, and th- that's definitely not good uh, I believe uh I, that uh, you know Carol still does not understand and and certainly the conversation the fact that min was the one who brought it up with Carol and said that it was justified and gave her all these reasons why it was justified probably did not help the situation with Carol who should be Told about why it was not a good thing to say, um, but uh, but that that is that is what's going on here. Uh, y- yes, and yes, uh, no name in the chat. Uh, she also Min also called Jamar a thug uh, in in the conversation. Um, so uh, uh, unfortunate things here, uh, and uh, it's, it's it's not great, yeah,
1: not great at all. And uh, Jamar kind of talked about this in um, one of his conversations today, where. I think it was when talking to Carol about how she felt too comfortable too quick. And I think Min is in the same position where Min felt so com is feeling so comfortable with Jamar that she's making these comments that are offensive. You know, no matter how close you are with somebody, these are offensive comments you're making and you shouldn't be making them. And you should understand when you're being told it's ignorant, not to get defensive, but to understand, uh, right before we got on, uh, Carol was in the uh, hot tub area crying obviously very emotional about all this very nervous about what all this means um because she talks about how her partner is pc and how they, they have an adopted uh filipino uh child and how like she doesn't want to be put in this light especially having this daughter especially her saying she feels like she knows what's coming she knows that her daughter has to deal with stuff like this on a daily so she's a, v- feeling a lot of things in the hot tub air. and brooke comes over and Brooke uses the example of the season 39 of Survivor Stuff with uh, uh, Jamal and Jack, the whole do rag incident, to say that this is where you grow from this and this is where you mm-hmm. learn from this. So that was a good thing Brooke did for Carol. I hope that Carol understands. Carol also kind of tried to defend it by I make these jokes because I'm like, a, I'm a comedian and this is kind of the things I say. That is not a good defense to make in 2020. Just because you're a comedian doesn't mean you should be able to say anything and get away with it. carte blanche. So, um, oh, here's to hoping that this will be an educational moment for quite a few people in the house and the time they all have to spend together is used to reflect on the things that they're saying, the things that they're hearing and the things that they can maybe learn and move forward with.
0: Yeah. And and, and I do hope that uh, Carol in particular, I don't know, she seems like the kind of person that, uh, that. When explained, hopefully will learn and uh, she sh- certainly should, given uh, her her daughter and she's going to have to deal with these things uh, a lot as as she uh, continues to grow. So um, mm-hmm. hopefully this does uh, lead toward some growth here, uh, if possible, and we can take whatever positive we can from it. Um, but uh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What a morning. What a morning. And, and just a, one last thing about uh, something Carol said. So Carol talked about how she has a friend who she kind of makes these jokes with. But then this friend has checked her in the past when she wore like a Confederate flag style getup and her friend explained to her why she shouldn't be doing that. And she also mentioned that she had conversations with this friend about what to say and not to say within the house. So again, I think Carol has a long way to go to uh, learn things here. And all we can do is hope for the best and hope that the positive outcome from this is that she learns from what has happened and moves on. and hopefully that uh, Min realizes that what she's doing is also not okay and the comments she's making aren't okay and she's not immune to this just because she's befriended Jamar that's not okay
0: yeah I I have like a a little less hope for Min uh, in the short term unfortunately she seems very uh (laughs) Yeah, you could say that. (laughs) Um, Like she she's showing like she doesn't even think that what she's doing is wrong right now. Um, And when confronted is uh, the vehemently defending herself. So um, we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see about that one. Um, But that's that's what we've got for for that. Hopefully uh, we've helped you understand what's happening in the house right now. Um, Honestly, I'm pretty surprised that we're seeing any of this Uh, in the past. Big Brother Canada has just cut the feeds right away so that this sort of thing doesn't get out. Um, I, I don't, like maybe the uh, whoever's in charge this morning, just uh, a little, a little bit lax. Uh, maybe they've got kind of a skeleton crew going on. I don't know.
1: Yeah. yeah maybe they
0: fell asleep at the wheel or something.
1: Um, and then it makes me wonder, is there a chance that we see any of this pop up on the edited show come Sunday?
0: Yeah, I mean the fact that we're seeing it on the feeds does indicate to me and like again usually they're told now I remember in season 6 um Marin and um uh and Andrew? Oh man, crap, I forget his name. He was out week 2. Andrew, yeah, it's Andrew. It was Andrew. Andrew okay. Yeah. Uh Marin and Andrew having conversations about uh like the N word and uh mm. like different things uh around that sort of thing and they were told don't Talk about this stuff when they cut the feeds. Like they don't like anything remotely controversial. Uh, anytime Min starts talking about like, uh, her sexcapades, uh, they like to just like cut that. That's <laughs> yeah. too controversial for us, but, uh, but they weren't told to stop talking about this, which, uh, I think I'm glad that they're, I'm glad that they're showing this. Uh, I, just to be clear, I, I don't think that they should have cut it. I'm, I get annoyed when they cut it. Um, yeah. we should be seeing this stuff and, um, and it might indicate that they might put it on the show, but that is definitely a departure from their usual sort of, uh, you know, MO. Yeah, very true.
1: Um, I would be intrigued to see if they do, but I hope they do because, again, through something like this, I think it's important to, you know, report the accuracies of what's going on, but also use this as a platform. This is a TV show. It's a big audience TV show. Use it as a platform to educate more people on issues like this that go on with minority groups and stuff that people have to deal with on a daily, this will be a great opportunity to show, hey, look at what's going on. And, you know, more than just in the house, outside of the house, people get educated on it. So I would be all for it. Um, now, if you ask me, is it going to happen? I'm a little bit more skeptical that it will be, but we'll just have to wait and see till Sunday.
0: Well, all right. So let's get into the game. We're, it's, uh, we're rewinding. You, you understand that now. Uh, we're going to talk now about what's happening in the game. Uh, yesterday, it was day 13 in the house. And uh, in the morning, Michael was still there. He was still around. Um, and so uh, Carol. Now, I remember telling you yesterday that Carol had been talking about casting a rogue vote uh, for Michael to stay and that she was going to try and hide it, um, that she was going to pretend that, that she didn't vote that way. Um, but she told Ree about it. Um, she told Michael about it. And then because she told Ree, it got out to Jamar. Eventually, and she, oh, she also told Jamar, uh, but Re also told people. Um, and so uh, so Jamar ends up giving a heads up to Brooke that, hey, Carol might want to cast a rogue vote or do something weird and sketchy. Um, and so uh, Brooke tells Sheldon and then Sheldon tells Vanessa, who then goes and tells Carol, hey, Jamar said that you were going to cast a rogue vote. Like, watch out. Uh, and. <laughs> the- Vanessa being Vanessa takes this opportunity to be like, so Carol, like whatever you want to do with the vote. I mean, I've gone back and forth. Maybe we should consider. And Carol's like, no, Brooke is staying. I was just going to (laughs) do what is Vanessa doing?
1: I don't understand Vanessa. It's like, it's like Vanessa's playing a game of bumper cars and she's away from all the cars and she's safe. But she's, like, you know what? I'm going to go directly into that one car and just hit it and then just cause a mass collision everywhere. It, it makes no sense to me. But also, Vanessa, if you really wanted to make this happen, maybe don't tell Carol that, hey, your vote's been found out if you choose to vote opposite way. But still do it with me, because you know maybe we maybe we make that work to our advantage. no, not, she's caught out, you're not caught out, so you're safe to do it if you wanted to, but she will not do this now, also uh, future- like you know uh, uh, advice to anybody that ends up playing, if you want to do a rogue vote, I'm not really against it. I know a lot of people are. just don't tell anybody don't make nobody. it look sketchy yeah, yeah. nobody not one person you don't need to let anyone know let everyone squirm it's fun afterwards and if you've been unassuming the entire time no one would think twice that it's you but don't tell one person because word spreads like wildfire and next thing you know it'll get back to you that hey we know what you're doing but if you want to do it I'm game
0: <laughs> yeah uh, so, um, so Min also is going to have a, a brief conversation with Hira where she tells him she has no interest in winning the HOH this week, uh, that she feels good and that she doesn't, she doesn't care to uh, win and and make a target of herself. So she's just, uh, she's going to throw this one. Um, uh, then uh, finally, Shell and Brooke, uh, Brooke goes to Sheldon because she's now found out that Carol knows about the rogue vote situation. She's like, how did Carol find out? Uh Vanessa told her who told Vanessa and Sheldon's like, oh, I, I did <laughs> my bad. Uh, I, I mean, she's part of the four. I don't know why I wouldn't be able to tell Vanessa. I don't know why she did that because uh, she's. Out unpredictable. There. <laughs> um, and so uh Sheldon apologizes and uh you know they they get at least some hint that Vanessa is not as reliable as they might assume. Um but uh but that was basically uh what was going on before the vote. Not too much of consequence here uh, as is usual. Um no last minute pitch from Michael, uh no, you know, no I'm woke. I'm woke. Nothing. Yeah, that's what I thought was coming. I really thought he'd be the one person to go the
1: Jesse route, but didn't happen, and obviously he's gone now, but I would like to say my two cents on him before we move past him forever. I'm so happy. I think we got the optimal result of the first week. Um, It was excruciating watching him be all pouty and complain the whole week, and then getting it on the episode that mixed with the showman stuff we got on the episode before. I'm happy that his chapter opened and closed as quickly as it did, sayonara it wasn't going to be all that much fun tv anyways we have a lot more crazy characters in the house right now that i'm more interested in seeing so bye michael you are a victim to the mind reader yeah. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs>
0: um Yes. So uh, we get the live show where we see that Michael is voted out. Uh, you know, Kyle tells him, uh, "You know, you're welcome for the free lesson, big brother. I hope your integrity uh, suits you well outside." Um, and then. We get to the H.O.H. competition and the H.O.H. competition has nothing to do with what they were studying for all uh, all of the night before. And that the day of uh, it was the uh, grab some balls in the middle that are a certain color and then put them in people's tubes and eliminate them. Um, and so what we saw happen here uh, is that Maddie, Kyle, Vanessa and Angie were the first people out. um and then what we heard from after the fact is that uh, apparently Min immediately at the start of this competition just made a beeline for Angie's tube she just grabbed as many balls as she could uh and she just ran for Angie's tube she said screaming you're not my target I just don't want you to be HOH. Uh, and then she put all 10 balls in Angie's tube, eliminating her immediately, which is why Angie is now a have not. Um, and so, uh, you know, men min being men uh, here. Men be minning.
1: Yeah, I, I find it funny that she talked about how she doesn't want to be HOH because, she, you know, she just wants to lay low, doesn't want to cause waves. All that's good. I agree with all of that, but then she does this and then she does all the instigation and it makes me worry for her future chances to even survive this week because it seems like every time she finds herself in a good position or does the right thing, she has to shoot herself in the foot and take two steps back. So I don't get it. I really don't
0: get it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, she was also like playing with Jamar who was apparently going near her tube a lot so she's like don't you put one in mine Jamar don't you put one in mine and then he did Um, (laughs) and so uh, that was going on Um, I believe I also heard it was hard because the feeds were coming in and out and you know they didn't name the person but I believe they were talking about Brooke here that apparently I think Brooke put some in Carol's tube and Carol was kind of hurt by that Uh, Mm -hmm. she might have also put some in vanessa's tube uh and maybe vanessa was hurt by that as well or maybe that was vanessa just so f- like 200% agreeing with everything that somebody else says that it just seemed like that also happened to her um and so uh wouldn't be surprising if brooks put some in carols after the whole incident earlier in the day right so yeah um I believe they were talking about that. Uh, and Kyle and Vanessa uh, were crying about uh, being have-nots for the second week in a row. Um, and so there was a lot of a lot of aftermath here from the uh, HOH competition.
1: Very much so. And I think obviously the strat with this comp is um, the people who are in the bottom of the power rankings, whether people don't trust them or they have no allegiances to them, they're the ones that get shot out quickly. Like Kyle was at his worst probably by the end of last night, so he obviously gets targeted first. Someone like Carol would have not had anything in her tube, so I think even on that level, it makes sense for Brooke to kind of fill that pot a little bit, so that makes sense. Um, I am am looking forward to Kyle being a have-not for a second week, though, because the conversations are Kyle needs to fix his social game this week, and I think Kyle knows that, and I think him being on a short fuse with more slop is only going to be more gold for us to watch going into this week, so...
0: Yes, okay with yes. Um, Sheldon and Brooke are going to celebrate up in the HOH room. Um, they are going to talk about the game plan moving forward. Sheldon wants to nominate Ree and Maddie with Ree as the target. This is something mm. that they've been talking about all week long in the prior week that uh Re has been kind of making inroads with other people, but specifically not them. Um, mm. And that is threatening to them. And, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, of those four, the evictors, who can su- kind of survive? Um, and, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, re has the best social game of them, so maybe her. But... What's happening is that that makes her more threatening to players like Sheldon and Brooke. Um, and even though Maddie was so vocal and, and all of that stuff, uh, she's seen as weak. And so that is going to help her out. And JL, who see is seen as a strong player, a strong competitive player, uh, is, doing well with his social game and his strategic game, which is something that Ri is missing. Um, she's very social, but she's not tactical in her social approach. And so... It's just kind of like a blanket. Uh, I get along with a lot of people, so I'm going to talk with a lot of people, but she's not, uh, strategic about the co- the people she talks to and how she talks to them and the things that she talks to them about. And so that has caused some issues for her with, uh, Brooke and Sheldon. And so they want to take her out and they're considering using Angie as a pawn. If one of them wins the veto, um, and then they'll just take the other one out, either Mad- Maddie or um And so that's that's kind of the initial game plan here.
1: Yeah, and I think it's the right move. First of all, I feel like I'm a little worried for Sheldon now that he's won one. I didn't think he needed to out of all people probably, but given that he's won, I think this is his best move available. Uh, Re is someone who I see, she obviously has a lot of social capital because she's building that up. She's been doing that. She's been talking to everybody. She's been accumulating it. But She's not investing it into, like you mentioned, like strategic moves or alliances or some pairing to keep her in the game. Whereas maybe Jale's capital was less, but he used every coin he had to kind of mm-hmm. get some foundation going here. So that helps him because all they talked about was out of those three, we think Jale is someone who's going to be a free agent and we want to reel him in by not putting him up. And I think Jale's done a good job of kind of doing that whole I understand what you guys did. It's fine. You know, Michael was my boy, but he's gone and I'll move on. I'll be fine. And I think it's the right call here for them. Now, what I was going to ask you is that, would you say that re like her social capabilities, would you say that she's closest to combating Sheldon in that kind of position? Or like being the socially, more socially strong person, not her ties, but just the capabilities?
0: I mean I think Sue is the the most That's social true. person. Um, yeah. is Sheldon is less of like a social butterfly and more of like um, he's got his people that are really loyal to him like yeah. you know like uh, like Jamar and Kyle and Brooke um and so uh so he he's more of like a you know intense relationship whereas mm-hmm. Ree is very like broad um and Sue is very broad but also has close relationships so Sue is, I think the most social person and she has the strategy. The problem is that, um, she lacks like the, like the one, like any one person that she can fully trust. Yeah. Uh, And that's really gonna, that, that might bite Sue. Um, but uh but yeah, I think this is definitely the right move for Sheldon. Um we've seen consistently uh a lot of, you know, high tier winner candidates uh do very well in uh winning early HOHs and having very stable uh reigns, right? Uh Derek in season 16 um uh, who who really gains a lot of credibility by winning saying this is the plan it's very simple everybody's on board because it's an easy out because it was Devin. um and then uh you know able to do well from there dane wins an early hoh in season seven big brother canada uh you know relatively simple but most most people are on board S- similar kind of thing he did dane dane's was a, ended up being a bit messier than uh <laughs> than it could have been but uh but still like Nobody really blamed Dane for a lot of it, even though he broke his word to Mackie. Uh, no, like he got away with it clean and ended up with a good reputation from it. Um, so if, if Sheldon can have a nice, clean, solid HOH, I think this would be very good for his game. Um, I do think that Min might be a better target for Sheldon and Brooke, but it would be a lot messier to make that happen. And so if you want to weigh the pros and cons there, uh, you might not want to take that shot. However, if Min starts acting up, then you might want to take the shot. Mm -hmm. And Min is going to start acting up a little bit. She has no chill. Um, and so she's talking with Vanessa and Chris in the hot tub. Chris asks her, who do you think are the biggest floaters in the house? She says, without reservation, uh, Sheldon and Brooke, for sure. Uh, oh, also Jamar. Jamar, too. Um, she says that Jamar is being pulled in by people. He's trying to make moves. Uh, don't trust Jamar, Chris. You can't trust him. Um, but she's telling Chris that Sheldon and Brooke are the biggest floaters in the house. Um, Chris, who was like just hugging Sheldon, like, we're going to make this happen, bro. Um, so that wasn't great. Min is also going to talk to Vanessa separately about how she feels that Brooke is too smart. Um, and she's too close to Sheldon. She just tried to talk with Sheldon and he was busy talking to Brooke and he told her like five minutes. He's like, those two that Brooke is so smart. Uh, and she's his number one. And Vanessa's like, I agree a hundred percent. 100% 100 with everything you're saying because I agree with everybody 100% anytime they're saying anything. Um, But look, it works for her a little bit at least. And uh, Min is like, You know, we're on just exactly the same wavelength all the time. Like, yeah, because she's on everybody's wavelength all the time. She's because she she has no wavelength. She doesn't have one. It doesn't exist. So it's always just everybody else's. She's 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 like uh, like JL likes to talk about Pokemon a lot. She's a ditto. Yeah, she is a ditto. (laughs) That's who she is. I figured it out. She's a Pokemon. She's ditto. She just replicates whatever is, is whatever's facing her. She just mirrors it back.
1: Very much. So if, um, if she was a movie, she'd be yes, man, starring Jim Carrey. She just (laughs) says yes. And she's in, um, I think it's funny how Min Lee chooses to approach all of this. Obviously Sheldon just won HOH. Obviously, there's two clear-cut... There's a there's an alliance that still needs to be like taken out, so obviously there's some clear targets, but that doesn't give you immunity to talk smack about the HOH. There's still so much going on. This is a big mistake in my books for her, and I think the only thing that worried me for Sheldon, because obviously he's making the right choice, he's making the easy call here with these two, and taking out Rui would help him a lot, but the contingent that needs to be good for him, like talking back to him saying Kyle needs to work on his social game and get it back up this week is that he needs the other people that he's keeping safe to not act out and not cause problems for the house because then that'll put him in a bad spot where we're like, well, like, listen, we want this person out. Can you just do that instead? And it doesn't really, he needs them or he wants to keep them for whatever reason. So Min needs to stop because I could definitely see a situation that min ends up being put up because the only reason min isn't being looked at as the replacement nom in case the vetoes use is because he thinks min would go. So if he decides that min going is fine, then that'll happen and min will be put up. So min needs to sh- sh- sh-
0: right now. Mm. Uh, <laughs> now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. Min is going to run into some more problems as well, because <laughs> yeah. Hira is going to talk with Sue. And I literally said this yesterday morning. I said, mm-hmm. Min needs to watch out because it's been a couple of days since she made a final two with Hira and told him about her alliance with Carol and Vanessa. Um And it was like trying to work him. But she's. She's barely talked to him ever since, and Hira is the kind of player that requires a lot of maintenance. He really gets sketched out if you don't talk to him, and, and she's been completely, completely neglecting the relationship, and if she doesn't act soon, then he's gonna, this, it's gonna dissolve. And lo and behold, uh, Hira has moved on to Sue. Um, he, they talk about being close. Uh, he talks about Min and how much of a wild card she is. I don't think he appreciated Min saying she was throwing the HOH either. Um, I think he wants allies who are going to be playing a, a more straightforward and honest sort of style of game where they try to win competitions and do you know things to help out their allies. Um, and so they're talking about Min and he's like, yeah, she tries to make alliances with everyone. And so Sue, being smart, immediately picks up on this. Oh, did she try to make one with you? Uh, and he's like, "Well, yeah, yeah, she did." Uh, and he, she was like, "What did you say?" He goes, "Well, we have a final two. <laughs> <laughs> and then they laugh. They're just like, "Oh my god!"
1: I loved Sue in this instance. Sue was because, like, right before she does this, Sue was having a, some emotions about what happened in the HOH because Jamar targeted her and she was irritated because she had made it clear to Jamar like hey I'm trying to win this one so help like you know just so you know that's what I'm trying to do and he did that so for her to kind of like pause all her feelings to then focus in on what Hira's saying and try and get that information out I thought was class and I think this is the exact type of thing Sue needs to do is pick up any pieces that anyone's dropping because there's a lot of droppers in this house a lot of people who Aren't doing enough to keep this going. And Hira, honestly, Taryn to me is the, is the friend that you constantly need to send the good morning text to. You constantly need to remind, you're my bro. What's my bro doing today? You need to keep doing that with him. Otherwise he thinks your friendship's gone. So you always need to be there to message him when you can.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I love Hira. Uh, I would say that would not be a good relationship. I'm not. I'm not great at the 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 maintenance. Uh, good morning texts.
1: I'm good, but I'll reply in like four hours.
0: So <laughs> you'll get the reply. It might be late. <laughs> That's the problem. I see. I'm the kind of friend where it's like you could not talk to me for years. But then well, okay. we talk again and it's like nothing, no time has passed. Like we're, yeah. we're totally cool. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Hira is definitely in the game, in alliances, definitely not that kind of, kind of guy. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, they talk about that. Um, Sue is going to talk with Jamar about Min uh, as well. Um, Sue is, uh, concerned about. Uh, min she now remember just uh, a day before had been talking to brooke about wanting min gone this week um and so she talks to jamar she says that she's worried about min she feels like she's jealous uh of the min of of sue and jamar's relationship and she kind of questions jamar like did you tell sherman you had me in your back pocket uh, and Jamar's like yeah yeah I did you know but I just I did it I was trying to get her off my back by saying that like oh it's we're not close I ju- I'm just using her um she's like okay okay um she says that uh, or, or, uh Jamar says that um, he was told by Sheldon that Kyle is worried about Jamar coming for him. Um, so we didn't see this, but apparently this happened right before the HOH competition um, that Shell gave Jamar a heads up that Kyle is thinking this. Um, and uh, I thought that was interesting because Jamar has been talking about going after Kyle for a while now. And Sheldon has completely kept that from Kyle. He's pretended that Jamar is cool with Kyle. Um, but the, se- the second Kyle St- tells uh, Sheldon um, that he's worried about Jamar. Sheldon went right to Jamar, even though he is more loyal to Kyle right now. Um, he, he, I think he, I don't know, I don't know, uh, I don't know why, I don't know the reason behind this. But I thought it was interesting.
1: Yeah, in my head, the only the the thing this does is that because like we've t- you've talked about and we've thought seen that Jamar is very loyal to Sheldon. Sheldon is not as loyal to Jamar. He has loyalties elsewhere. But I think this is a good position for in the event that someone, you know, Jamar wins and someone puts a wedge in there that, hey, Sheldon's not as loyal. This bit of information keeps the reminder in Jamar's head that, you know, who reminded me that Kyle's coming after me? You know, who gave me the heads up? It was my boy Sheldon, no one else. So that's a good position for him, just in case things didn't go his way. Do I think that he wants Kyle gone? No, but it was a plan just in case Jamar hears things about Sheldon in a negative light that would make him look that way is what I'm choosing to take that as. But
0: yeah. And we'll later find out that Sheldon is trying to bridge the gap between Kyle and Jamar. Um, And I think this was maybe part of that. Um, But Jamar does, does kind of take this in a way that's like, so clearly Kyle is really close to shell and to tell him something like that. Um, But he also still feels like Sheldon is on his side. Obviously he doesn't think that Sheldon is more loyal to Kyle because he just told him about, the, the whole thing and and he's not worried that sheldon is the one that told jamar told kyle that jamar was coming for him because the the story is that it was the three the three told him uh the the remaining Victor's told kyle about uh about jamar and kind of ratted him out which is probably the case uh mm. but we didn't really see um so uh so seuss <laughs> so, you know goes along with that story uh you know it must be that three but honestly honestly jamar I've never heard your name come out of Kyle's mouth. I really don't think he's coming for you. She's continuing to try and do that. Um, and so the, that's, that's, that's going on there. There's also a lot of flirting happening uh, between Jamar. I don't even want to say between Jamar and Sue. I want to say, uh, from Jamar to Sue. Um, so like when Min is really jealous of their relationship, like she's blaming Sue for most of it, but Sue doesn't even like it. She's talked about like, I, it's uncomfortable. I have a boyfriend, but like, I gotta play the game. Um, but like Jamar is like full force, like, uh, really into Sue at times. Um, and so they're flirting hardcore. And then Chris comes up who is also somebody that flirts with as many women as possible in a really (laughs) aggressive way. And, and Chris is now flirting with Sue hardcore. They're both, flirting with Sue, hardcore, and I'm like, man, these guys are like, all over her and she has a boyfriend um, but Chris is like singing a little bit like his own like not a real song but uh, like singing a little bit and he's like really thinking that he's really smooth because Sue is just really good at pretending that the flirting is good because um, <laughs> she's just a very social people pleaser kind of person mm-hmm. um, and so uh, th- that that this whole sort of sequence was uh, equal parts uncomfortable and like awkwardly amusing um, if you want to check that out but seeing both of them like tag team flirt with her was just ridiculous
1: yeah they're both very thirsty boys that we can Mm -hmm. say for sure and um, they're also not really they're not really aware they don't understand when their advances aren't working they're very susceptible to the smile means we're good she's laughing so I'm funny like, the, they don't look beyond that and be like, maybe I should lay off because this isn't working. Also, she's mentioned she has a boyfriend, like, 18 times, which I think is a universal signal for, dude, I just don't want to mess with you back off. So, it's going to keep going. I also think Jamar just has, like, I have a hard time because we've talked about Jamar's flirtation techniques, and they're very confusing to me because some of it is very jokey. It's like push you in the playground style. Some of it is like he like negs a little bit. I was like, I don't even care about you. So I can't tell if that's just part of his charm and the way he kind of communicates. And like, it's like a socializing flirting hybrid. I'm not sure, but it definitely does play off that way to a certain degree. Whereas someone like Chris, it's just very obvious what he's doing. I mean, you're, if you're singing to somebody, like you're not singing cuz you got the chops. You're singing cuz you think it's like just picture me by the fireplace with a guitar and like you will be swooning in my arms.
0: <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "Oh Chris, you have such a great voice." And he's like, "Man, people don't really tell me that." uh and then she starts to like do it a little more and uh she's actually like I was joking you know like I was saying that cuz you don't have a good voice and he's like oh she's trying to walk it back now oh i see what she's doing like it's like no i think she's being serious man um <laughs> it's uh, it's it's funny to watch and and Sue i think is is great like uh she uh, she has like lines, right? Like she says, "I'm not gonna cuddle with anyone. I'm not gonna do anything yeah. like that." Uh, and so the second Chris is like, "Oh, we cuddled the other day." She's like, "No, we didn't. No, we yeah. didn't. Don't say that." He's like, uh, "Okay, we didn't. We didn't." Um, so like, uh, like she uh, she knows she knows what she's doing here, but it, I think she also doesn't she doesn't love the fact that she has to do it, but it works for her. So you know, pros and yeah. cons. Anyway, definitely. Kyle is going to have a conversation with JL in the hot tub um, and they're kind of just going through the events of the week um, and, you know, trying to clear the air a little bit. Kyle apologizes for lying and and the tension like, you know, Chris didn't want anybody to know. And so I was lying and then I felt weird about it and I I just got into this place and I'm really sorry that it went there. And uh, JL's like, you know, what, I get it, bro. Like, you know. I knew, I know Michael was going around like, you know, talking about integrity and lying, but like at the same time, bro, like we knew it was going to happen to men or we thought it was going to happen to men. So we don't have much ground to stand on, you know, like, so I don't know, man. Uh, and so it's, it's a good conversation for the two of them.
1: Yeah. And I think jail really, really benefits from being able to play the lost puppy role really well I think he's been able to convince most people that hey I was just a lost boy and Michael found me and then he took me under his wing so I was with him but like that that's just the first person who came to me like I'm very susceptible to finding someone else and finding a new place I'm very lost I don't know what I'm doing and it works because he has a bit of what I call dumb face he kind of looks like he's very gullible and just very easy to take in And his voice doesn't help that either, or it helps that, actually. So I think this was a good conversation for both of them. I think that Kyle's making some inroads. I think Jail's making some inroads. Now, if either of them were in power, do I think they might take a shot at the other? 100%. But this was a good on-the-surface conversation to at least bury some of the awkwardness that they have created over the last five, six days.
0: Yeah, JL's line is kind of like, uh, this is like day one for me, man. Like yeah. <laughs> I've got nothing now. I'm starting fresh. Um, so it's, that's good. And, and something that, uh, hasn't really made the updates because first of all, it's not usually even on the feeds to begin with. Uh, and also like there's usually very little game, but, uh, Brooke and JL hang out a lot. Sheldon and JL hang out a lot. Um, we're told this more than we see it. Cause like I said, it's not usually on the feeds, but, uh, it does happen often. Uh, Sheldon talks about how like basically late at night, um, he always just, uh, has a conversation with JL about like sports and TV shows that they watched growing up and Pokemon, uh, and, uh, and, and Brooke hangs out with him a lot socially. Um, and so they feel like they're developing a good bond with him. And that's why they feel so comfortable trying to reel him in here, uh, when they take out uh re and put maddie on the block and that's why they're trying to avoid putting him on the block um and, and and taking a shot at him if they can help it so um so that's going on there the we then get up to uh some kvbs talk it's uh they go up into the hoh room and this, this, this conversation, if you're gonna watch anything from the feeds, uh, this conversation is what you should watch. This is, uh, this is, this is a game changer. Um, I've talked about how KVBS should be running the game. They have the capability. They have the connections. They have the strategic acumen. Uh, really the only reason they're not and might still not is because Vanessa happens to be one of the people involved. Um, But uh, one of my main complaints about Sheldon and Brooke has been that they have been too passive. Um, But now that Sheldon is in power, uh, at least right now, in terms of the planning stage, He's got this on lock and I was incredibly impressed, uh, by the conversation they had up there. Um, and I think that, uh, they really have a good shot at, uh, at making some, some serious moves and, uh, damage in this game. Uh, so Sheldon has a plan. He explains it to Kyle and Vanessa that he, he would, he would like to put Ree and Maddie on the block. His target would be Ree. He feels like she's dangerous. Him and Kyle have talked about this before that Kyle kind of felt like he could reel re in but doesn't feel that much uh that strongly about it anymore after the, all the big blowups. um and they always kind of agreed that whichever one of them won hoh would have a little bit more say in which of the, the targets would be um amongst the three and so he's cool with it being re if that's where they're gonna go he would kind of prefer it to be jl but he did just have that good conversation with jl and kyle uh and and uh sheldon is telling him work on JL. I really feel like we can reel him in. He's separating himself from the other girls in that alliance. I feel like we can make this happen. Um, and so they start to go through the house guests and make like a a game plan for every single person in the game. Uh, and they're like, it's so good that we have this room because we can actually talk. And like I said, this is what they've been missing is like group conversations where they can actually come up with a plan and strategize. Um, and so JL, we're going to work on him so we don't have to target him right now, but we're going to, you know, Kyle, you need to spend a lot of time working on him. Brooke and I will spend time working on him. We're going to try and reel him in if we can um, JL, by the way, a little bit of a backup plan in case Kyle goes awry. Uh, if Kyle loses, if, if Kyle gets targeted or whatever, um, they uh, Brooke and Sheldon kind of want to maybe think about pulling in JL. Um They've also, of course, thought about pulling in Hira, but not. Not a lot. Uh, they've thought about pulling in Jamar as well. Um, they have options, basically, if if they lose Kyle. But for now, it's Kyle. Uh, so they're telling Kyle, work on JL. Um, Sheldon says that uh, you also, Kyle, you need to work on Jamar and Hira all week, uh, all week long, because uh, they're going to be pushing me to, to go after you and Chris um like that's what's happening uh they they feel a certain way about chris they associate you with chris um they don't tell him, he doesn't tell him it's the other way around um and so uh he says you need to be working on them all week long uh we can make this happen they're not going to turn on me for not targeting you I, I've, I can explain why i'm not targeting you you're a big target in front of us and all so on and so forth and if you work on them we can maybe make something happen there um if we can't get Hira on board we might have to take him out next week that's I I'm willing to let here go. He's really paranoid. He requires a lot of maintenance. Um, and you know, if, if we can't, if we can't make something happen, I'm definitely willing to lose him soon. Uh, if we can't get him off of you, Kyle, essentially, um, uh, they talk about Sue. Sue, super valuable. Um, she's got so many good connections. Uh, we do have to worry a little bit. You know, she's got she's really dangerous in the game. But, uh, you know, she she works for us. She's always trying to, uh, you know, get your name out of people's mouths uh, and and protect us in different ways. Um, and so I think Sue is somebody that we should keep an eye on. But for now, very good, very useful for us. Um, they talk about Angie. She's Angie use her as a pawn if they need to uh you know brooke has a good relationship with angie um they talk about carol carol they're, they're not sure about carol there's uh because kyle initially was like oh carol's good and they're like ah, is she though because uh here's the thing he uh i feel like carol requires a lot of maintenance as well um they feel like they need to like talk with her more and make her feel more included and this is when i'm like okay is vanessa going to speak up here?" Uh, And she does. She says, guys, I don't think you have Carol as much as you think you do. Because of you! (laughs) You caused a thing and then outed the thing. (laughs) For what purpose? You're now healing the rift that you caused. And I know you're going to continue to stoke the rift, the fires of the rift, but then also stoke the healing of the rift. I don't know what you're doing. Um... So that she says that uh, so they, they say we're going to work on Carol. We're going to work on Carol. And again, they're being much more act, proactive here in their planning stage. We'll see the execution mm-hmm. of the plans. Um, but they're talking about that. Um, she doesn't require checkups. She requires long game talks, Carol. They need to long game talks. Uh, they talk about Chris the Bull. He's valuable as a shield in front of Kyle. That's his main purpose right now. The only problem is that he uh, he's going to continue to use Brooke as a pawn uh, and they can't get him to use Angie as a pawn because he's got this thing with Angie um, and they can't use Carol as a pawn because she's too unstable. If they put Carol on the block, she'll start, she'll tar- start talking. So they need to keep Carol off the block. Um, and so that's, that's where they stand on Chris. Um, Min. Mm, she's such a wild card. They don't know where, what to do about her. Uh, Sheldon is like, you know, I, I just I know that we're going to need to take her out at some point. Uh, I don't think it should be this week. But, uh, you know, if she does something, you know, if she starts stirring the pot, maybe, you know, if the veto is used, I am definitely considering putting Min up on the block as a replacement just sending her home. I feel like with Min, we'll just know. We'll know when the right time to send her home is. Uh and it very well could be this week. Um and I'm just like Sheldon, Sheldon and I on the same wavelength. Not Vanessa and Min, Sheldon and I because that's exactly what I said last night on the recap. Um but uh so again, I'm wondering what is Vanessa going to say about Min? And she says uh yeah, you know, she is a little bit sketched out by you, Brooke. You... But but we don't need to worry about her, I think. I think I can work on her. Okay, so she's a little bit ratting her out, a little bit protecting Min. The
1: old so 50-50. Uh,
0: yeah, a little bit either way there. So she's not <laughs> fully ratting Min out. So at least that makes just a, like a tiny bit of sense. But she's also... Like, she just had that conversation where Min was talking about being sketched out by Brooke. And she is ratting that conversation out. So, who knows?
1: Yeah, I think this alliance could very well end up living and dying by the hands of Vanessa. And what Vanessa chooses to leak. And what Vanessa chooses to do. I did love this conversation because, pretty much, they have their targets set. And their plan is to work on every other person that we're not putting on the block to see who we can rope in by week three, week four, and who we got to cut by week three, week four. And putting all that together was very fun to see. And they are being very proactive, so I'm very much into that. But honestly, I think the only missing thing from this alliance or from this pairing of Brooke and Sheldon is them not realizing how much of a problem Vanessa is going to be for them. So that's the one thing they're missing. That's the one thing they're not seeing clearly.
0: Yeah, Vanessa Vanessa's sitting there as a ditto, pretending to be one of them. Uh, every time. Not planning on betraying them necessarily, just sitting there pretending. Just like, I hope they don't realize I'm a ditto. Um, and so uh, who knows what will come of that? Yeah,
1: it could... Honestly, it could work to their benefit or it could be their detriment. And we're not going to know that for now. But it does make Vanessa one of the more fun people to try and catch on feeds as much as possible. Because every conversation with her is like a leap of faith. You don't know what you're going to get from it. It's going to be, it could be surprising. It could be obvious. It could be scary. It could be good. It could be bad. Who knows? It's, it's incredible. I've never seen anyone this volatile to an alliance of, I don't want to say smart people but like Sheldon and Brooke pretty good at reading everything but the fact that they're so blinded by her in her ditto camouflage is just crazy to me
0: yeah it's nuts Uh, it's it's as if you know uh, the Pretty Boys or the Brigade like included I don't even know who to compare Vanessa to yeah like she's like just this weird unique ditto of a player like it's (laughs) never seen it before um so uh so yeah they're, they're talking about that and, and vanessa like again she, like she's it's it's not even like she's actively like being savvy and hiding what like she has she says i'll work on carol i'll work on min um and so uh they they talk about min and uh sheldon is correctly worded. she's he says i think min is the only person who's on to us i think min is the only person who can who can like call us out as a four. Um, and uh, Kyle's like, yes, she taught, she asked me how I feel about Sheldon all the time. Um, and so Sheldon says, okay, here's what I want you to do. Kyle. Uh, the next time she asks you about me, say something negative about me and then we'll see what happens. We'll see where she goes with it. I expect she'll come to me and try to uh, drive a wedge between us. And so we can make that work to our favor. Um, so like, I, I love that plan. Uh, from I, like, I, I cannot express enough how impressed I was with Sheldon's planning um, he had great reads on the entire house minus Vanessa um, and like came up with great plans to counter every situation um, told Kyle just enough information to uh, get him going in the right way and is setting the house up to be really uh in his favor as much as possible um, which is which is weird because Last week, Sheldon w- wasn't getting the right reads all the time and he was very passive and he wasn't involved enough to really, uh you know, make these kinds of moves. But uh, but like this, this really lit a fire under him. And he I think, you know, he talked a lot last week about feeling very uncomfortable with Chris's HOH and like he wants to win so that he can feel he, like he has a little bit more freedom. And so I do wonder if that has something to do with it as well, that he just felt very stifled by uh, by having such a wild card in Chris who was considering backdooring him. Um, and so now he feels like, OK, we can open up, we can start playing the game a little bit harder now. Um, so. Uh, I I I'm very very impressed very curious to see where this goes um I really think that if these four work together they will run the game um but Vanessa is not on board and like the only reason they're in any kind of danger at all is because of Vanessa um if Vanessa was doing her job if she was a loyal member of the pretty boys right like uh then they would be in a pretty boy spot right now. They really Mm. would be uh, like better than the pretty boy spot because the pretty boys were like on the verge of being discovered for a while in the first half of the game. Um, That's kind of where these four are at right now, but only because Vanessa keeps planting seeds against them. (laughs) Yes. uh, For, I guess for people that don't want to see Good players dominate the season. Um, they should they should be applauding Vanessa for uh, for for blowing it up uh, at various points.
1: Yeah, I, I, again, like she is probably their the make or break of that whole alliance going up or going down. And um, I want to say I forget that Sheldon is a professional wrestler. For some reason, his gameplay and his capabilities and his understanding of everything doesn't read like a professional wrestler to me. I don't know what it reads like, but every time I see his Chiron, I'm reminded that that's what he does. And um, I definitely do enjoy everything he's done so far. I feel very confident. And I do think that the fact that he was like a backdoor option, the fact that with someone like Chris, if you talk to the wrong person at the wrong time, this guy doesn't like, it was like eggshelly for him. And now this is a good position for him to just know he's safe put all his ducks in a row, figure everything out, you know, put all the stuff that he's been observing quietly the last week, put him into motion. And then next week kind of lay low a little bit and let someone else take the reins and just navigate his way through. I feel very good about him. I feel very happy that this is the, uh, the Ottawa guy of the season rooting for him. So very happy about all this, but again, watch out for the Vanessa of it all. Can't stress this enough.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, so I thought this was really funny that after this conversation with KVBS, Kyle is gonna go downstairs and talk with Chris in the have not room. And, uh, this was just the, like probably only to me, but this was so funny to me because Kyle then has a debrief with, uh, with Chris. And it's, it's like the low rent version of what Sheldon just did for them in, uh, in the HOH. He's like, Yeah. So here we're going to do this. We're going to, we're going to work on JL and, um, and, and and Hira and Jamar. Um, and Chris is like, well, Min told me that Jamar is being pulled in by these other people. And he's like, yeah, and so we're going to, you know, work on him and stuff. Right. And then uh, Chris is like, I'm also worried about Sue. I feel like she's so she's like so social. And Kyle's like, right. Yeah. And he repeats Kyle uh, uh, Sheldon's talking points about Sue. He's like, yeah, you know, she, but she's super valuable to us. Right. And uh, so we got to like keep our eye on her and stuff um and they're like okay yeah cool we got this bro like we're running this show uh it's it was like it was real it was like such a like mirror image of the kvbs meeting but like with with these two guys and like kyle trying to be the sheldon here and it just it was so funny to me i'm sorry
1: it's like when you get the the dollar store version of the brand name thing yeah And the the low rent version. So it definitely did mirror that. And it's going to be the other thing that's going to be fun this week is watching Chris not have the power and be a normal civilian within the house. I'm excited to see how that plays out because with the power, he definitely had like this chip on his shoulder. And I feel like as much as I think that's just regular Chris being him. Now I'm excited for him to get back to reality and just slum it with the rest of them and see how he plays that angle.
0: Hmm. Um, so we then had a the last, last real conversation of the night up in the Hoh room. Sheldon and Brooke hold a similar uh, Hoh conversation, uh, alliance conversation, but this time with their more fake alliance. Um, Hira. And Sue, um, they do not get Jamar involved yet, but they do talk about how they all need to come together. Um, really the purpose of these people getting together is to continue to keep Hira, uh, reeled in, continue to keep Sue and Jamar reeled in as much as possible, and to try to explain away why he is not going to take the shot at Kyle, um, and explain why he's going to make the move, uh, he's going to make. Um, Hira, says in this conversation, he's worried about Kyle, Chris, Vanessa, and Min. So this is what, this is, this is what they keep saying that like, uh, Hira really, Hira thinks that there's an alliance that the four, the secret four person alliance is Kyle, Vanessa, Chris, and Min. Basically, he thinks KVBS is those four, um, and he's that's why he's so concerned about Kyle and Chris, um, and he says that obviously Vanessa is so close to, Chris, to Kyle, and Min is so tight with Vanessa, so it must be those four, um, and so he's worried that those four are playing the whole house and that we need to take a shot at them, um, and he says... You know what? And Min told me that she has a pact with Vanessa and Carol. Um, and, uh, and they were like, Oh, yeah, we do see them talk uh, a lot together. I'm like, huh? Here we go. This is Min has leaked this information. Like, at some point. This trio is going to be outed uh, between Min and Vanessa. It just like it's all the information is out there all over the place. Um, it's going to happen at some point. Uh, so that that information is now being revealed. Um, and Sue suggests, why don't we just go after Min this week? And Hira says that that's an option. We I mean, we should consider that. Um, so uh, so even is willing to take a shot at Min this week because he thinks she's aligned with Kyle. Um and so uh that then Sue is gonna be trying to push that as well, and i really i think that so that's the end of the day. I think that projecting forward throughout the week, right, Ree and Maddie up on the block, uh Jamar and Hira will be pushing for a Kyle uh target uh um, Sheldon's gonna have to be uh, you know keeping them at bay, uh but with Sue pushing for. Uh, for Min, with Hira being okay with Min, with Min throwing names out like Sheldon and Brooke all the time, with Min being who Min is, um, and the whole situation this morning. I would not be surprised at all if Min ends up as the backdoor target as not only as a way to sort of like be like, OK, get the chaos out of the house as a way to eliminate uh, KVBS's biggest threat in terms of seeing through them, um, but also as a way of sort of like a compromise with Hira uh, and potentially Jamar uh, about like, you know, well, if we can't go after uh, Kyle, maybe we can go after Min. I think that would work with Hira. I don't think Jamar would be as on board, but given the whole situation this morning i I don't know where their relationship stands and i don't know and jamar certainly doesn't trust min very much so um i don't think he would be as for it as hira is but i don't think he would be uh necessarily like super against it um but we'll see i i'm just saying i think that uh we're definitely looking at a situation where uh where min could end up on the block um sheldon also briefly mentioned that If he has to, he'll put he'll put JL on the block and take JL out this week. But he would prefer not to. I think Angie and Min are much more likely to be the uh, replacement nominee uh, options there if the veto is won and used. So um, we talked about this being a potentially straightforward week. I do think there are a lot of different outs here where things could go uh, in some some strange directions. Yeah, I would
1: co-sign that as well. Um, another thing I want to add in is that, so Sheldon's talked about taking Maddie to the Wendy's. Yes. They're talking about their Wendy date. So that's a thing there. And, um, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like with Min, it's almost ironic to me that, you know, her asking to be like the fake out plan last week ends up becoming the real plan this week. I think is a prophecy that could definitely be fulfilled. I wouldn't be shocked in the least bit and it's something that we could see again it goes back to i think the right move is still get rid of re let the chaos still be in the house because ultimately as much chaos is going on you're less likely to be caught out even though she is the one catching on the most she's also probably one of the ones that people see right through and don't really buy everything she's saying because of all the chaos that's been caused so i think that at this point if you have to tell me who is Who are the people that are going to go out this week? It's either Rianne or it's Minley. And I don't see it going anywhere else quite yet. It's obviously day one of the HOH train. So a lot of conversations today, and we'll see where all that goes. We'll see if there's any more fallout from the stuff that happened this morning. And uh, again, watch out for Vanessa and watch out for Minley on the feet because where they go, the information they give, is going to be the catalyst for any chaos or any rumblings in the house for today and tomorrow and the day after.
0: Yeah. Um, So yeah, we've got, we've got some interesting things to look out for. Um, I think that uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see where this uh, KVBS Alliance goes. Um, You know, I, 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 I think maybe there's a little bit of worry that they will start dominating the season. Um, I'm not personally worried about that because you guys know where I stand on things like that. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I think you don't need to worry too much because Vanessa is involved. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But that's what we have for you today from yesterday on the feeds. Uh, I will be back tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern to update you and everything that happened today on the Big Brother Canada 8 live feeds. I will be talking with Michael. Uh, for his exit interview oh, yeah. in uh, in just about uh, an hour or so and we will get that out so look out for that later in the day um, if you want to hear my interview with Michael. Uh, we can talk about uh, how much integrity he has um, and how honest he is and uh, we'll have we'll have fun with that. Uh, and then Sunday night we'll be live after the show with a recap of Sunday night's episode and uh, then Tuesday roundtable so got a got a fun week ahead of you i i did talk with matt hoffman last night about survivor winners at war uh to uh i i got two responses one was uh don't let this guy on your podcast taryn and one was this was the best one so far taryn um so uh to check that one out and see what you think um and uh yeah i think that's what we have for you so yeah where can people find you
1: People can find me on social media at Puyahism. Uh We just wrapped up the uh, Mass Singer podcast last night for Group C with Liana and Mike Bloom. So be on the lookout for that. That'll be dropping at some point. And uh, I will see you all next week because I'll be right here talking more about the next person's reign. And we'll uh, we'll talk about how Sheldon did and how Vanessa did
0: and how everybody else did. Alright, there you go. You can find me on Twitter at ArmstrongTaren. Find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Armstrong. And thank you once more for joining us. See you next time.